and welcome to The Reality Informant. I'm your host, Allie Crossett. I am so excited that you are here. Now, if you are listening on the week of March 20th, you are listening to Launch Week, Launch Week episode, and what that means. So I have been working on this podcast for some months now, and I actually, if you go back to the main, um, I guess, page for the podcast, you can see that there's quite a few episodes already in the bank. So feel free to go back and binge and just listen um, if you're interested in any of the topics. I've basically been covering um, all of Bravo since January. I've had some really awesome guests on, so please look out for those. I've had um, Jen Ficara, who is Stanley Tucci's Negroni. I've had Housewives in Chit Chat, which is L. Um, I have some other content creators that I'm actually talking to this week about getting set up over the next few weeks. And I'm always going to have different content creators on to talk about this stuff. I love it. Um, but really, let me take a step back. The reality informant is, you know, what the podcast is all about, if you're not aware. So I am a lover of all TV. But reality TV is something that I have always been obsessed with, I guess. I don't know. It's just been something that I've always taken such interest in. And um, I love it. You know, I, like many other uh, reality TV lovers, have a group of friends that we just talk about everything with. Like I have my ride or die girls from high school. I have my adult friends. And we all kind of come together and talk about all of these shows. So, you know, I am not unique in that. Um, But what I am going to be doing here is different. So there are so many podcasts that do recaps, and I love them. Um, Honestly, I'll be doing them here from time to time. And even in those episodes that I was talking about, you can, you know, listen to some of my recaps. But the real foundation of what the reality informant is all about is getting to the truth behind our screens. What does that mean? You know, you and I both know that reality TV is, uh, how do you say this in a nice way, Um, a little bit orchestrated. (laughs) We're not blind to that. Um, But there's so much that goes on, you know, behind the scenes that makes the show what it is. And that's the cast, that's production, that's editors, that's glam squad. That's actually the families of these casts. Like I am trying to create a space where, you know, people who are reality TV personalities and adjacent to can come on here and speak their truth and give us, the viewer, just a different perspective and maybe something we haven't thought of before, maybe context we did not know before, uh, and really give these people a chance to make them a bit more human, if you will, and also just have them come to us and even maybe write some of the narratives about them that we have so wrong. So I think that this is something that we all like want to know. I think it's information that we want to know. We know there are things that keep people's hands tied in terms of what they can and cannot say. But my hope here is that people see this podcast as a space for opportunity to really just speak their truth and allowing them to do that in an environment that's fun, that's safe, that's just like a good time. Okay. So that's kind of the reality informant. That's the gist. So every week I'm going to either do like a solo show or I'll do some recaps. I'm absolutely going to do hot takes. That's like 
I love doing hot takes. <laughs> you will soon find out. Um, and I also will address yours that you guys leave on social. So if you did not know, I am on TikTok, Instagram, at underscore A-L-I-X-C-R-O-S-S. So it's underscore Alex Cross. Now, just to get this clarification out because I've already seen it. So my full name is Alexandra. Um, Alex, Ali, Ali X, like it's just whatever. I really don't care. Uh, I tend to call myself Al, Ali. It's just how I do. Um, but I respond to all of it. Well, those three versions or four. Al, Ali, Alex, Alexandra. I don't know. Um, yep. So whatever you call me, I will respond to as long as it's one of those four names. I uh, just want to get that out of the way. Uh, and... Yeah, so you, I'm going to take the hot takes from socials, address them here. Um, any hot stories that are going on in our reality TV world, I will address. I think it's important to note that I am a Bravo lover, okay? So that is the priority. I am not going to boil the ocean, guys. You know, we got to, this is a baby podcast. We'll get there. We will get there. But right now, I'm going to focus heavily on Bravo and, you know, as things come up, you know, as new seasons come on outside of Bravo, I absolutely address them. And feel free to reach out to me if there's something you want me to talk about. I'm happy to do that too. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that's kind of what we're going to approach when we don't have guests on. And when we do have guests on, um, my goal is to really, yeah, like give them the floor. Let's have an open dialogue. Let's give the audience the truth that maybe we've never gotten before. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And when I have content creators on, you know, we'll do the, the that structure I walked through before, but we're also going to hear their hot takes, of course. Like, are you kidding? That's what we all want. Um, so all good fun. I think that this podcast is really exciting. I know as a viewer, I've always kind of just wanted a little bit more. Um, and I'm hopeful that we'll get there. And through word of mouth and for, from you guys just talking about the podcast, I'm hopeful that these people that we want so badly to hear from join us. So without further ado, it is launch week. And for launch week, I wanted to do something that was a passion project, if you will. And unless you're living under a rock, uh, you are very aware of Scandoval, the scandal that has rocked Bravo fans, specifically those who've been watching Vanderpump Rules. Um, I know, I don't think it even matters how long you've been watching it. It has affected you <laughs> in some capacity. And I know that there's some really awesome podcasts out right now uh, where they're really talking about every episode, they're doing like a recap, blah, blah, blah. Um, some of them I listen to and they're amazing. And then there's people who've done like full timelines of stuff going on outside of the show. It's wild. Like there's a lot to talk about, obviously. But what I was missing, and I posted about this on my, I think it was my TikTok, um, and there was a good response to it. So that's kind of why I'm doing it this way. So what I was saying is in a perfect world, we'd have like an Excel sheet, with every single scene that made us go, what the hell was that? Was that something connected to Scandoval? Yeah, that's what I want. And a lot of people were like, yeah, I want that. Like, where is it? Blah, blah, blah. I said, listen, I'm down to, uh, what's it called? Like, contribute, contribute, but I am not owning that Google Sheet, okay? That sounds like a nightmare. Cut to 24 hours later, I'm thinking about the podcast I want to do, and I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to do it people helping people, right? So what did I do? 
I decided to watch all of the episodes again and really look at each of them with a scrut like really scrutinize every episode and look for things that were maybe signs or maybe felt like it could be directly correlated to Scandaval. So when I tell you I went through with a fine tooth comb, I did. You should be very proud of me. Um, obviously, as the season progresses, those correlations are going to be far more obvious, I would think. But I don't know, guys. Actually, based on the group's reaction to this all coming out, maybe not. Maybe it's not there. Um, I also went back and listened to some of my commentary on these episodes, whether I posted it on social, whether it was the podcast. And for the most part, I'd say like 95% of it still stands. I still feel that way. But given the context of Scandival and what we know now, I'm definitely going to address things. Uh, just I definitely want to address them. First, let me just name a few. First, Sheena. Sheena encouraging Tom to hook up with Kate, uh, with, oh my God, to hook up with Raquel. And Sheena's conversation with Katie at the Canyon Club. I think I had a slightly different reaction the first time watching it. So I'm going to address that. Um, also, Raquel going through going through it, whatever it is. Obviously, she's going through things. Um, I addressed that. But watching it again, I think there were things like moments that really pushed her to this dark, messy place. Now, personally, I think a lot of women in their mid, late 20s, go through like these really transformative moments. And I say that because I think that they can like span in terms of what I mean by transformative. For me, it was a mental breakdown. <laughs> For other people, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's people, somebody going through a relationship breakdown, a breakup. Um, you know, it can run the gamut, right? But the point is, I think it's really common for women in that like mid to late 20s period go through a really hard time emotionally, mentally. I think they're just there's a lot of changes going on. I mean, like not to get, you know, too psychological on you, but I think it's like a real thing. Um, obviously, that is not my background. So somebody you can look that up on Google right now. Um, but I'm pretty sure it is. And I just thought that was super relatable. But again, watching it again, there were moments that I want to call out. And then of course, there were honorable mentions, right? I missed things like Peter was actually kind of being a saint to Raquel on their date, where she was crying. I mean, like, what the hell? I mean, he was, but I was absolutely dead because I missed it the first time and he had like puppy dog eyes. I will get to that. Also, also, this is what's really important. There are some screen grabs that made me go, what? At the end of the first episode, the very end, I'm telling you these are like a second that they're on the screen, but I grabbed them and we're going to talk about it. And I will also post those on my socials later so you can see them like in real time, um, I, you know, for reference points. All right, friends, buckle up. I'm going to walk you through my most what the fuck scandal moments in episodes one, two, three, and four. You can look out for a new podcast episode later this week, which will include episodes four, oh, excuse me, five, six, seven, and eight, right? So keep an eye out for that. I will announce that, but let's dive right in. Episodes one through four, what did I see? Okay. 
episode one. So a little bit of a overview of the episode and I pulled a lot of these uh, descripts straight from bravo.com. So you know, I'm not rewriting anything. So in episode one, we know it's the premiere and Katie and Schwartz are attempting to maintain a friendship in the wake of their recent divorce. We also see Lala reeling after shocking allegations are levied at her ex-fiance. James introduces his new girlfriend, Allie, to the rest of the group. But when his sobriety comes into question, he has to answer to LVP. Tensions, oh, LVP's Lisa Vanderpump forgive me. Tensions between Schwartz and Lala bubble over when one of them commits the ultimate act of betrayal. Hmm. Okay, so it was really interesting watching this back because to me, we were really seeing for the first time a pattern of, well, maybe not the first time, but we were seeing a pattern of behavior with Sandoval. And what do I mean? I mean, like his distance, he's a little preoccupied, something a miss, okay? Specifically, we see Tom and Tom sit down and have a little quote-unquote bromant. Uh, Tom Schwartz really addresses, you know, that he felt like he lost him there for a moment, meaning Sandoval. You know, he was frustrated that Sandoval wasn't focused on the restaurant, but more on his cover band. I mean, I have thoughts on that, but that's for a whole other day. Uh, And even Schwartz goes as far as to say it was, quote unquote, escapism at my cost, end quote. That is so ironic. I cannot even pretend it's not, you guys. Escapism at my cost? Oh, oh, really, Schwartz? Really? Like, that's not what you were doing? It's just ridiculous. But I think it's really interesting. Okay. So clearly that escapism is spilling over into his relationship with Ariana at this point. She has this discussion with Katie and Lala over drinks where she says she can't wait to go on a date night because he's gone 24 seven with the restaurant. Now, this is a question I have. Speculation. Is he gone for both Tom and Ariana? Are we overlapping timelines here? If so, Sandoval, where are you? Are you playing in your band? Are you at the restaurant? Are you neither? I just found it really interesting that they both had the same commentary. And I wonder if any of those timelines overlapped. Because it just felt like they were both saying the same thing. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Also, what had me absolutely, absolutely reeling is when Tom and Tom sit down. Okay, they sit down. um, They're at a restaurant. (laughs) I did see Tom Sandoval check out that waitress. I'm not blind. And they discuss Lala's take on the whole Schwartz and Randall thing. And just a reminder. So Lala is telling Tom Schwartz that she cannot be friends with him anymore. And she's drawing a line in the sand for anyone who is socializing with Randall because she's going through a custody battle. She cannot have any risk of her case not going through. I don't know how to use, I'm not a lawyer. Forgive me, lawyer friends. I have a few. They're going to all be like Allie, really. Um, But the point is, 
like she has legitimate things that she has to worry about, right? And Tom just like cannot see this. Um, he's pretty irked that she's trying to give him an ultimatum. But anyway, Tom and Tom are sitting down and they're discussing this whole situation. And Tom Sandoval goes on, even in a confessional, about how can Lala say this and, you know, how could she not see this coming? Like, how, you know, how did you get him? And it's just like so gross. And he basically goes on saying, how could she not see this coming? Like, she didn't see this coming. I don't know. He just like made it a point to say that. And that is absolutely rich given the personal shitstorm he's created for himself. Did you see this one coming? I don't know. So this episode, you know, I, I feel like it was like laying the groundwork in terms of where Tom Sandoval's head is at. Um, but what I found the most interesting, guys, in this whole episode was like the last minute. It's because of the imagery. At 42 seconds, you have an image of Ariana, Raquel, and Tom Sandoval in the pool. And then you have Sheena... And her voiceover saying, Katie said you and Ariana have an open relationship. So, at this point, I feel they are actually going to touch upon this. And I know it's been a rumor that's kind of like spinning around or spinning around a little bit. Um, I've definitely seen it. And that this may have been the start of Tom and Raquel getting together was potentially when the three of them had a relationship uh or you know a night I don't know the three of them together and Ariana and Tom had an open relationship and it was okay uh again this is all rumor but like I'm now looking at this image and I'm like hmm I mean maybe like I don't know and Tom Sandoval I'm looking at it as I'm speaking right now Tom Sandoval has this look of giddy happy little boy okay and Raquel's looking at him, and Ariana's like right there, and she's looking like not even at them. She's looking away, but smiling too. And I'm like, this, this looks so bad. This image looks so terrible. Um, yeah, I am going to post it on my social so you can see it, but I don't even know if a lot of people saw this because it was like the last second of the episode, and I don't know. I haven't seen this picture circulating that much, so I'm going to post it. Then... We see another image, like a couple of seconds later, of Raquel and Tom getting out of the pool. And Tom is touchy, all right? Listen, like, it's weird. It's just weird. In retrospect, knowing what you know, it's weird. Um, I don't like it. I'm going to post both of these and get people's reactions so you can go back to my socials and see them. But I feel like these are two images that are there very purposefully. I don't know, you know... The editor, Andy said that the editors didn't go back and change anything, and maybe they didn't. But based on these images, they knew something. I feel like they knew something, or somebody knew what they were doing when they posted these images as like, or these were the choices. Um, hmm, I don't know. Okay, so that's that's where we're at with episode one. So yes, like when we were watching it, we weren't really looking at it in any way at all. Um, I don't even think we would have really taken away this like threesome comment at all. Like, I think we were just like too 
interested in the Lala Schwartz drama. I really do. And I think we were also seeing like San, uh, Schwartz and Sandy's like get set up. So we were focusing on that a little bit, a little bit. But we did hear Schwartz really go after Sandoval and how he wasn't really present, not really dialed into his own, his, their shared projects. And again, escapism at my cost, end quote, Tom Schwartz at Tom Sandoval, LOL. Okay, now let's move to episode two, Was It Worth It? That's the title. So again, I'm going to give you a quick overview of the episode and then we'll dive into what I saw. So Tom and Tom race to get to Schwartz and Sandy's ready for its first private event, the Daily Mail Party, guys. Raquel cozies up to Sir Manager Peter in an attempt to get over James. Lala opens up about the controversial origins of her last relationship and James throws Raquel under the bus to Lisa. Katie reaches her breaking point when she comes face to face with the bar that led to the demise of her marriage. Okay, so to me, this episode was more telling about the state of things, the state of Raquel, emotionally, mentally, and the state of Tom and Ariana's relationship. Both things that are very important, um, obviously, to Scandaval. But I felt like in episode two, there were many moments, but again, I felt like this was more of like a state of things, not real like hidden Easter eggs or anything like that. Um, Okay. So for Raquel, like thinking about her situationship, if you will, with Peter, and I believe Sheena said that they went on four dates and two of them she spent crying. So LOL. Um, And then also thinking about Raquel's interaction with Allie, James's new girlfriend. So. You know, at the beginning, I think it's about almost like 10 minutes in, seven minutes in, Raquel is on her date with Peter, Um, which, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I do think we need to say like justice for Peter. All right. I know we have thoughts about him, but this guy, say what you will, but he looked genuinely concerned when he saw Raquel get upset now. I think it was 40% what the fuck is actually happening right now. And 60%, I feel sad for this woman right now. Like he really had puppy dog guys. Like he got concerned guys. So I think we should note that. Um, Sidebar, I don't know if you saw, but Peter's TikTok, like the weekend this all blew up, he just had somebody take a video of him like drinking at the bar just like what's going on am I missing anything it was hysterical um okay and then on this date Raquel talks about you know her quote-unquote depressive episode and like I'm depressed and I feel like that's so real okay she just had a tumultuous five-year relationship end only for her partner to be with someone new weeks later and it's not like someone they knew it's like totally somebody else um that would make me spiral a bit so I do not blame her for that Um, what really upset me about this conversation with Peter was when, when Raquel says James financially supported her basically this whole time and ladies and gentlemen, we always need to be able to stand on our own two feet. Okay. You never, ever, ever know. Case in point, Sandoval and Ariana. 
you never know. You always have to be able to support yourself. You guys can have, you can have the most loving relationship in the world, but always be able to support yourself, whether that means like having skill sets, uh, you know, having your own career, just doing things that can help, that can potentially help you be self-sufficient. Um, it's very important. So sorry, I had to just get on my soapbox for a moment. But when she said this, all I could think was, oh God, sweet baby Jesus, please tell me this is not happening with Sandoval. Please, please. It's like I almost had the thought and I just wanted to like swat it away. Um, but I said it and I shared it with you. So forgive me. But that was absolutely a thought that crossed my mind and I was not happy about it. Overall, this whole situation felt really sad to me. I felt like a lot of people could see themselves in Raquel at this point at episode two. You know, most people don't want to head down a destructive path and are surrounded by good friends and family to guide them. Um, but like, but something that I, I'm seeing and I said when I was talking about these episodes, right? These are like what you're about to see and what we're watching happen with Raquel is her going down that destructive path, right? And it's like, who is helping her along the way? I don't really know. Um, I don't, I don't know like her if this is like her true group of friends like I don't believe so it doesn't seem that way who is who is talking to her you know I just feel like a lot of things that were happening and you know she did have conversations with people throughout like remember she spoke to Charlie and she was not having it you know she was not into her thought process so we'll get back to it but like I said I really feel like this is us watching Raquel navigate her post-breakup path and that's like a real thing okay like I said I think we are also seeing some real trouble in paradise in the Tom and Ariana scenes right we had the couch shopping um quote in the U-Haul I really want to talk about that so this is like halfway through that I don't know maybe like 15 13 to 15 minutes in the episode Ariana and Sandoval are in the U-Haul and they're going couch shopping. They're going couch shop shopping for the restaurant, right? They need to get this like chartreuse chair. I don't know. Um, anyway, which by the way was very expensive. Anyway, um, Sandoval says to Ariana, I appreciate you coming with me. And she says, I feel like lately it's been like, I'm coming, you're going. So we're getting this sense that They've obviously had like issue. There's been some issue in terms of like being together, right? There, there's been a bit of a strain on the relationship. We haven't gone to it too much, but you know, we're hearing it. And later on in the episode, around like 25 minutes later, we're, we're at the party, we're at the, we're getting ready for the Daily Mail party. Um, and basically, Schwartz says, excuse me. And basically, Sandoval says in the actual interview, we're like ships passing in the night. You know, I'm just grateful she, Ariana, stuck by me and hung in there because I don't want to end up like Schwartz and Katie. Hmm. Hmm. 
<sighs> so much to take in, guys. Wow. Okay, so he really said that. I think some pe- most people have picked up on that one, I think, but it was just very telling to me. You know, now we've had a few moments where we're talking about you know, him being not present. Now he's acknowledging that they are ships in the night and they're not seeing each other that often. So, you know, maybe not at 100. There's things going on here. Uh, But interesting to note. Also, I thought it was hysterical that Brett, the general manager of Schwartz and Sandy's, literally says it smells like Sandoval while he was setting up for the party. LOL. Okay, next up. Let's move into episode three. Trollmates, which was truly a gift to us all. It was like real old school VPR, like, you know, that like really messy drama. I love it. I love it. I don't know. Say what you will about me, but I love it. Okay. So Trollmates. This whole episode was less about Raquel and Tom, meaning there wasn't that much about them. And like that I could like hone in on. But rewatching it, I do feel like I have a different, a slightly different perspective on how Sheena approached Katie in the Canyon Club. It really made me take a second look and go back and listen to what I said. Now, I totally still a hundred bajillion trillion percent feel like it wasn't cool to push that narrative of Raquel hooking up with Schwartz. Like I just, I just want to do it. You know, I think at the end of the day, you just don't do that. I just don't think you do that. And I would say that to her in front of me. Like, I would never do that. I wouldn't even touch it. You know, I wouldn't go there. Um, But what I thought was really interesting is when they're in the Canyon Club and they're going at it with each other, the second that Katie said, it makes me uncomfortable, Sheena stopped. Sheena was like, okay, and for that, I'm sorry. I do not want to make you uncomfortable. You know, and I think that that was what Sheena was missing. I mean, I am surprised that she was missing it, but she was. Uh, and Katie was seeing red at this point. So it was sort of like it didn't even matter what she said. She was just going to like have her moment and say what she needed to say. And I think that's okay. I give her the pass. Um, but I did feel like Sheena was understanding in the moment and apologizing in the moment for making Katie uncomfortable interesting to watch back because I definitely like wasn't listening to her I was really obviously like listening to Katie and and siding with her a bit so I just was like more focused on her responses so that's why it's good to watch things back watch things back you guys (laughs) so I really feel like though this episode and I mean there weren't as many examples but what I will say is I feel like You know how I mentioned like we're in the last episode with Raquel and Peter having their date like it's the beginning of Raquel's journey to like on this post breakup you know and in episode three I felt like I was starting to see a different Raquel things were a little bit different you know she goes and has this conversation with James you know, obviously the dog is like neutral territory. So James is seeing the dog, but she's coming in guns blazing, talking about Lala. Okay. The Lala rumors. Now here's where I stand. I, I would absolutely bring it up. Are you kidding me? I would bring it up. I don't think she was wrong to bring it up. I think she's valid and she's allowed to like, I don't, I don't think there was any reason that she could not bring that up to James, especially it was just them two 
in a safe environment, she could she could ask him. And she did. And I didn't blame her for doing that. His deflection was real. Uh, you know, as as one would assume. <laughs> and it, it, I saw like there was like a change in her. There was just a change in her, like just dis, like total disappointment, right? I mean, I would be incredibly disappointed too, but I just saw this like body language shift. Um, also, she goes, you know, also in this episode. So that's one thing. But also in this episode, what happens is the hot girl walk with Sheena, right? So this is probably at like the beginning of the episode. I forget if it's at the beginning of this episode, but they go on this hot girl walk, quote unquote. Sheena and Raquel meet up. Raquel tells Sheena about the conversation she had with Ariana and Katie. Raquel tells Sheena about the conversation that she had with Katie and Lala, which was about the podcast and how Katie was so upset about the podcast. So it's in this conversation that I feel like Ra- Raquel, I was going to say Rachel, oh my gosh, <laughs> not wrong. I felt like Raquel was being very careful, like tiptoeing a little bit of, around like what she said and how she said it to Sheena. So she also didn't mention like the trip. So it's just like, hmm, there were things, there were things about that walk where I was like, listen, Raquel is not stupid. She is not stupid. I know there's this like whole narrative about her like not being smart, like whatever. That I just feel like to say that is, I don't know. I don't think we should call people stupid. I just feel like <laughs> she was very like calculated in that moment. I don't know how to explain it. I just felt like she knew what she was saying. She knew what she was going to say. And it kind of like she walks away without any any blame you know? So interesting. But like I said, this episode to me, because as we know, like this whole episode was just like mainly about, uh, I think like Katie, uh, and Tom Schwartz, but in this episode with, as it relates to Sandoval and Raquel, less about Sandoval, more about Raquel and really watching how she is, is really like collecting these moments to become the villain essentially. (laughs) Uh, Now we're going to move on to episode four. And episode four was good, okay? No home left to wreck. This episode was a doozy, all right? We are going to talk about a few things. So in this episode, James finds himself at the center of the Sir rumor mill when he gets kicked out of a nightclub while fighting with Allie. Katie tries to keep her ex in line with another ultimatum. Tom and Tom host a friends and family event at Schwartz and Sandy's, but when Lisa questions them about the bar's status... They come clean about their dire situation. Despite Katie's feelings, Raquel throws caution to the wind and crosses the ultimate line. Okay, so this is the episode at the Canyon Club post Katie and Sheena getting into it. All right, so we find them back at the Canyon Club. And honestly, guys, I don't know if you miss, like, I miss this. I don't know how. But in the first, like, three minutes, we see somebody go up to Raquel and say, do you know if Rachel went in there? And you can see for like a half a second, her face is like, huh? Me? No? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it was very funny. And I just don't know if anybody caught that, but just wanted to share. So, yes, this whole episode is really messy. Let's go to like the first five minutes. So Raquel is getting emotional mess. All right. She's talking to Allie so much. Like I get it. 
I get it. Like it's right in front of you. So it's very easy. But like, yikes. Okay, this brings me back to college when we would go out drinking and then like I would be drunk texting or like drunk Facebook messaging. That was a thing. It just gives me that kind of like, like, don't do it. Don't do it. Why did you do that? Like, that's what it's giving. Um, but again, younger. I think she's uh, really not well right now. So I don't blame her. But it's just like, what? Like, what are you gaining from this? You know, to me, it just is like obviously a little bit immature. Um, And it's just like something with growth. You kind of learn like, all right, you have one conversation with James with the dog on the last episode. You leave it there. It's between you and James. It has nothing to do with Allie. I will say the fact that Allie was like, yes, James already told me. That's growth, James. That's growth. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that whole thing was weird. So again, <laughs> Raquel is just like not, not, uh, how do you say it? She's not so, um, controlled or I don't know. I feel like she's just, she's just lost. I think she said it herself. She's lost. It's clear. Um, around 10 minutes is when <laughs> Raquel actually goes and asks Schwartz if he wants to make out. And, I was so stunned by this and it really brought me back to um, a couple of different scenarios in my life. <laughs> One, and none of them involving me, let me just be clear. Um, well, I guess adjacent, but let's get to it. So there were two in, two examples, like both were with girls, one in high school, one in college. And it's like you would tell them you liked somebody and then they were going after them like the next day. A little weird, right? Like we don't love that energy. Uh, that's the energy that Raquel is giving. Like people said no and you're still going for it. What does that say? I don't know. To me, it's just like, first of all, it just looks horrible. So I just don't know like right way about it. But why I'm bringing this up is I know it's not Sandoval, but the fact that she is just not seeing the bigger picture here just shows like the destructive path that she's on like and I'm not making an excuse for her like it's just very clear that she's making choices that she probably wouldn't be if she wasn't going through what she was going through I don't know I I say that but I say that and maybe that's too optimistic I don't know this person it's just a little surprising um I don't I feel like most people would understand that this is wrong on a lot of levels, especially when you're in the same friend group and you just literally went to dinner with her. So I like this is bizarro. Uh, she told you she didn't like it. So why would you still go for it? I don't know. The whole thing is giving ick, you know? In this episode also, it's around like 14, 15 minutes. We have shorts, shorts. <laughs> shorts I feel like it's that happens all the time to people or him like I feel like people call him shorts all the time it's like people call me croissant because my last name's Crossan. anyway shorts <laughs> Sheena and Sandy are together in Schwartz's apartment and Schwartz is talking about how he wants to get his life together they all joke about it and you know they make a comment or he makes a comment like not hooking up with Raquel and you know they all are like ha 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 funny 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 he goes on to share that Katie and him have an agreement that we are not supposed to hook up with each other's friends. And wouldn't you know it, Sandoval says, that's unrealistic. Sandoval says that. 
you cannot write this shit up, guys. Like, this is real. This is like, he actually said this, okay? So now we know, like, his headspace on this. Okay, he doesn't really think it matters if you, like, fuck around with your friend group. Okay, noted. Noted. So that happened. (laughs) We also get this crazy dinner, okay, with Ariana and Katie. And in this dinner, we see Raquel hear from Katie herself why hooking up with Tom Schwartz would be upsetting, okay? Raquel also makes it a point, and Katie probes, so let's just make that clear. Katie does probe her. But Raquel tells Katie and Ariana that Sheena planted the seed. So Katie's now like, okay, this is obviously all Sheena, 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 Sheena. She basically says that Katie is the human equivalent of quote-unquote cotton candy. Obviously a dig at her intelligence. Yikes. (laughs) Um, It was funny, though, to watch. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, she said that. And her whole take, Katie's take, is that Raquel is not even smart enough to create such a destructive web like there's no way there's no way um so she's mad at Sheena and there was a face that Raquel made at that table that was like oops like just like a very an oops that we've all seen before and it's the one where it's like that one person who always gets away with something right I feel like Raquel has gotten away with a lot in her life. The way that she was like, oops, sorry. And the boldness to actually say this at this table. Like, yeah, she's right. It's going to come out eventually. You might as well just like say it. Uh, But I cannot believe the way that Katie was so composed. And I feel like it's something that we saw when her mom was on one of the earlier episodes, um, you know, discussing why this is so hurtful and whatnot. Um, I feel like Katie is someone that we just like don't see her emotions a lot and we forget. She is an emotional person. And I think she just like, like carries things close to her heart. So, you know, I don't think she is really close with Raquel at all, but she was she has this like messy friendship with Sheena and I feel like deep down she's like doesn't want to go, like do things that will make their relationship worse but she's also on the defense and like almost assumes the worst from Sheena so I'll take I'll, that's what I'll say I feel like Katie um I think she let Raquel get away with too much in this moment like way too much I would have been so much angrier I would have just like said why that was wrong good on Ariana for saying I didn't know you had it in you um but yeah this whole dinner scene was like really uncomfortable and should have been like the end of any future thought around not just Katie but everyone in the group, like anyone's, anyone, the friends who's dating, like there's no crossover. There's no, none of it, none of it. And I think it was just so obvious. Like she should have walked up and like been done with that dinner and said, okay, I'm never like getting with anyone in this group, period, done. Like, duh. So 
also a couple things that happened this episode. I'm telling you, it's jam-packed. Towards the end of the episode, we actually see Ariana and Tom at their house, and they talk about the pregame at Schwartz's with Raquel and Brock and Sheena. And Ariana says to Tom, like, that looks so bad. That is so suspect. Like, what are you doing? Interesting, right? I feel like Ariana, time and time again, has, like, spoken about her boundaries through other situations that it's, like, really insane that hers weren't respected, given the way she's always so vocal. But I do, I I, want to round out this episode one through four recap on this note. In the last, like, minute, I guess, of this episode, I thought it was so immature for Raquel to be talking about her situation with James and Lala cheating in front of Allie. Like, what? Allie was way nicer than I would have been. I would have stepped right in between the two of them and said, excuse me, if you two have something to talk about, take it outside to the front. Like, I don't need to see this. I'm having a good time. And just, like, kick them out almost. I don't know. It's just, like, it was not the time, not the place. Or even just said that. Not the time or place. Like, what are you doing? So, I give Allie credit. She's very patient. And I know she's younger. And I think it just takes a lot to be so poised around a a group of individuals who are literally so chaotic. She's doing a great job. So, wow, guys. A lot to talk about. A lot to just unpack. So this is episode, so this was me covering episodes one through four. I think there were a lot of things that were really interesting. I really felt like this episode was more a, I don't know, like laying the foundation for what is to come, right? I, I We know what's to come, five, six, seven. We've seen those episodes. I'll get into it on my next episode here at the Reality Informant, but I really want you guys to Take all of this and as you watch episode, whether it's five, six, seven, eight, just eight, take it with you and like really, really watch with this new information. Okay, so now you know that there's trouble in paradise for Tom and Ariana. Now you see the destructive path that Raquel's going on. It's there, guys. It is absolutely 100% there. I'm curious about a couple things. I know I mentioned the imagery. The imagery. Um, I will post those on social so you guys can see them. The imagery in episode one, man, it really is crazy. The the thruple stuff, like wow, um, it's out there. I just don't know if people like picked up on it the same way. So we'll see people's reactions, and maybe by you know our later episode this week, I'll have some of your reactions that I can discuss on here. But overall, I thought episodes one one through four were very good. It's so interesting because I feel like when they were editing this, either they knew what was up, like someone knew what was up and just said like, put in as much as you can, but here's the story. And maybe it was like, we all felt like truly Schwartz and Raquel were up to something for months and then we realized it was somebody else. So we like kept the story what we thought it was. And then it'll all unravel before our eyes. Like, I don't know. Again, this is like great TV because people are invested in this in like a totally different way. Um, Such a good season so far. And obviously, 
I wonder, here's what I'll say. If there was no noise around it, I still think this is a good season. I still really think that. But I know there were like a lot of questions about where VPR was going this year. And well, we know in some cases it's going absolute shit. (laughs) But for the most part, I feel like it was like a real reset regardless of Scandaval. And, you know, watching these episodes now is just so much more entertaining, guys. So look out for the second episode. Thanks for listening. I hope I gave you guys some new nuggets of information. And as always, love giving you guys a little bit of a deeper dive into these shows. And I'll see you next time. Bye.